Hello and welcome back to another episode of the CrossFit Hour podcast, episode 67. Today we've got Jaina. Jaina, thank you for joining us. Hi. It's always nerve-wracking at first. It'll be easy, I promise. Um, so first question that goes out is always, uh, why, why CrossFit Harrow? Well, so I was um, in Kenya over the summer with the children as I usually am. And my husband started something new and he said, I'm really enjoying this. It's tough, but I'm really enjoying this. Um, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Just continue. And then he said, you know, you should actually try it. I think you'd be fine with it. And one of our good friends, they both come here as well. And he's like, you know, you'll be able to do it. Yeah, because your because Vishal found it first, right? Uh well, I think I think our friends did. And then yeah, through, but between through between them, one of them yeah yeah it through out. Uh, through um, between you and Vishal, Vishal came first. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he said it's tough, and there's weights involved. And he showed me a video, and I said absolutely not. I a video of him or a video on the internet of of, of CrossFit oh, right, what okay. they do. And I said there's absolutely no way that I can do this. But I just came in and um, I could only do the Mondays and Fridays 9.30, which was a cardio session. Yeah, we ran, um, when we ran the whole time. Yes, so we, yeah. yes. And so that was absolutely fine. I could do that. And then slowly I sort of crept into the, the weights part of CrossFit. Um, I don't still enjoy it, but I'm getting better at it. Yeah, yeah. So you would prefer the cardio choice workouts? Um, no, I think I can see a huge benefit for myself yeah. uh, with the weights but I prefer cardio because I'm yeah. better at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you mentioned in the, in the brief before that you, you were brought up in Kenya. Yes. Um, so tell us a little bit more about kind of that experience like culture-wise from being in Kenya to being in England, what's very different, what's the same? Oh, well, we were brought up um, by the seaside. Oh, wow, um, in this, <laughs> like in this weather. In this, this is, weather, yeah. absolutely. Um, typical beach lifestyle, very slow, very chilled out lots of outdoorsy and very sporty um, so even at school we were very sporty um, academics was always sort of second I think for me anyway um, and yeah we have so many friends who've come from Kenya here we all sort of generally migrate here during um, for university after A-levels um, I happen to some of my friends a little bit earlier okay um, which is sometimes how it goes because you came to England to do your A levels. I did my A levels here, and that was yeah. the reason of coming. Part of the reason of coming over to, was that. Is that right? Well, I was originally meant to come for my uh, for my university here, okay. like we generally do, um, but for other circumstances, like my mom's my mom's health, um, we had to come. I had to come a bit earlier, and I came for my A levels here. So instead. did that? Did, did you coming early? Did that's did you have stuff in Kenya that you already like in you know, a job wise what, what were you doing like part-time studying as well no it was in between it came a really uh, opportune time I suppose um, it I just finished my GCSE so my mom was diagnosed with um, breast cancer okay. the April before the summer before my GCSEs and so she came here for treatment um, and so it just seems really natural because it's quite a long treatment plan is it about, are the, the GCSEs the same age like in Kenya to here, is it? Is it same age? Yes, same it's age. a British okay. system. The Fine. education system is British. Um, so yeah, so we, I decided that I will join my mom here, uh, and I decided to start my A levels here in Beaconsfield. Um, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, did not like it at all. <laughs> I found it really difficult. Um, I went to a girls' school here, so there it's all co-ed. There's hardly um, boys' school or girls' school. Went to a girls' school here and. It was incredibly difficult to fit in, incredibly really? difficult, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> if it wasn't for my mum, I would have gone back home. What were the kind of uh, things that you would face in an all-girls school? Oh, what, um, what era was that? What, what, what era was it? Uh, 99. Okay. Yeah, 99. Uh, July, I moved here. Um, lots of peer pressure. Yeah. To drink, to smoke, to do drugs. And boys. Um, I would imagine, yeah, I would imagine that still exists, but mate, I don't know whether it would have been more in the in 1999 or it would be higher uh, or less now. I think there is a lot more now. I a think social media ramps it up even more. We didn't have that, thankfully, um, then. But in Kenya, where how we were brought up, you know, it wasn't a big deal because I suppose we had uh, schooling with, with boys and girls together, so it wasn't that big a deal. So I, I'm glad I, I had the right sort of um, moral values to sort of stand up to that yeah, and not yeah. succumb to that pressure but that left me with no friends really um for those two years i had um two or three friends that must have been quite hard to deal with right it was it was really difficult that those two years were tough um but i was very fortunate i suppose that uh december you know the whole millennium new year yeah, hype. Yeah. so i went i went back home for the for the new year and i met my husband now and we've been dating since we were 18. Oh wow, amazing. <laughs> yeah, a little love story. Yeah, a long love story. So you met, you met in Kenya? Yes, we met in Kenya. And then he came the following year. So, and I had a good sort of friends from Kenya who had moved, but they didn't school with me. So obviously you only meet them on the weekends. Um, my brother also joined me a year after. So the first year, I suppose, was really tough. And then it sort of got better. Yeah, and then adjusting um, to culture and adjusting to the times and yes, lifestyle. Yes, and, and, and you know, Travelling on your own, no one yeah. to drop you and pick you, taking the tube, uh, ironing for yourselves, cooking for yourselves. Um, it, especially at 18, like 16 to 18. I was 16, it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, massive, yeah. Ma massive responsibility as well. And, and obviously you're facing the, um, the issues obviously with your mum and stuff as well. So that would have had an impact. Yeah, I had to grow up really quickly. Yeah. I had to grow yeah, up yeah. really quickly. But she's, she's fine. She's, you know, she came out of it fine. So Good. Grateful. Good. And how much of a change of culture was there? What for, like did you did it take you a little while to settle from from growing up in Kenya to being over here? Yes, I mean the first uh, the first thing is the weather. Yeah, <laughs> it's huge. It's huge change. Even the summer sometimes is not a summer here. Um, and I've never been to cold countries. The first winter was like, what is going on here? How many clothes do I have to wear? <laughs> Did you, um, do you ever think that you, you made the wrong choice? No, I think life has turned out right. Um, we're happy. I've got two little children, really happy. My husband, obviously, who was my partner since we are 18. So um, no, we're really well settled here now. Good, good. Um, so has fitness, been part of that growing up was, was it obviously you know you said it's about sports at school but it's always has it always been on your list of or in your agenda that it's something that you want to continue to do yes I think we were all um, pretty fit throughout our teenage years throughout our 20s it's obviously once you have children things um, change things change like priorities and exactly you don't have as much time um, and so obviously fitness really did drop we used to live in Canary Wharf Okay. And then once our second child was born, we decided to move somewhere where there's more family for schools for my daughter as well. And so one of our friends lives in Pinar anyway, so, and the schools there are brilliant. Um, so Vishal started looking at schools there and, and we found a lovely house and we moved. Because I remember to speaking Pinar. to you a while ago and you said that you were in Kenya. Yeah and Vishal was here, yeah. <laughs> had to organise the sale of the house, the purchase of a new house, find the schools, yeah. 
and you had the kids in yeah, Kenya? He did it all. He moved us and literally on my birthday, I stepped into our new house. Oh, wow. It was brilliant. Amazing. It all just worked out really nice. So were you on holiday in Kenya? Yes, yeah, so I was on maternity leave. Okay. Because our son was only um, nine months. So I, I went from when he was two months until he was nine months. I was in Kenya. It's a lot easier there. Um, both sets of grandparents are there. Okay. It's a lot more help with both the children. Here, it's quite solitary, I find. Um, how did you find that being away from him for... How, how long were you away from him for? Six months. Six months. How yeah. did you find that? Well, we met twice. So he came once. Uh, I met him in Dubai for a cheeky holiday without yeah. the children. <laughs> um, it was hard, but you know, there's so much going on with two little children under two. Yeah, that you're constantly like... There's no time. Yeah. There's no time to um, really miss anybody because you're all hands on deck all the time. Um, and he was really busy um, finalizing the sale of the house and then finally moving us so that it's all ready when we come, when we get there. So it all worked out really bags perfectly. In, bags out of the airplane. Oh, he, had, he had organized everything. The whole house was set up. Wow, yeah. amazing. Um, and in terms of uh, career-wise, you, you, you studied to progress into to being a pharmacist yeah i'm a pharmacist yeah currently. is that what you you chose that you wanted to do is that you knew that early on yes yes i did my dad's a pharmacist my brother's a pharmacist so it runs um, in the blood yeah it does it does um i think it's very much about caring for people and wanting to see people get better and feel better yeah, yeah. um but yours you're in a very is it quite a unique niche of pharmaceutical kind of stuff i don't know what the uh, right terminology is with what you what you practice right now right now the uh, homeo i can't say the, the word homeopathy. there we go people no. laughing at me on the screen okay now. so that's not pharmacy um okay it's completely different completely different complete it's um alternative medicine okay so pharmaceuticals uh, won't pharmacy suggest no no okay. um it's completely um i suppose a 180 on conventional medicine i ha i mean i've got no idea i thought it was i, I didn't know exactly what it was um <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry no no i came into it um about three years ago my daughter was having lots of tummy issues and she had food intolerances and we couldn't quite figure out what's going on because we vishal and i and in, in neither of our families did we have any of that um, and obviously you go through all the tests, the blood tests, you go to the doctors and um, we couldn't really find a solution so really it was perhaps immunosuppressants for her to see if that would decrease the reaction to certain foods and I said oh that's quite quite harsh on her little body at yeah. four um, so I started doing some reading and I said okay let's just try you know, let's try alternative medicine and, and let's see what we come up with. So we did a bit of craniosteopathy. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to nod and smile. Yeah. And then... Um, but what, which, what, what is that for those? Uh, I mean, I don't know what that is. So it's, I think it's the, the, uh, the craniosteopaths, they will produce small amounts of pressure to the nerves in your brain and down your spine. Okay. And that relieves uh, tensions on muscles and bones. Okay, so obviously there's something going on in her tummy which was alleviating, the craniosteopathy was really alleviating but not taking it fully away. So they suggested try homeopathy and I said, okay, let's just try it. You know, I'd given myself six months before I went to the pharmaceutical medicines um, 
and literally within the first prescription she was so much better really yeah it, it is still a journey we're still um still she's not 100 percent yet but she is so much so much better and how long what, how long has that process been she's been on homeopathy for three years now okay so as i saw her getting better i said oh i can try this for myself um i had suffered from postnatal depression after her birth and and since both the children had chronic insomnia, so just completely not sleeping, I'd wake up at one until five, tossing and turning, panicking, anxiety. Um, and then you wake up at five or the children have woken you up at five <laughs> and you've not had any sleep besides the two hours between 11 and one. And you're a zombie, complete and utter zombie. Again, after I think three months, massive difference. I was a lot happier, feeling nearly like my old self again and sleeping so much better. And I think they go hand in hand, anxiety yeah, yeah. and sleep. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I mean, it, it slowly, then my son started homeopathy. He was getting really bad night terrors um, at, at when he was two. That went away. And finally, my husband, he suffered from hay fever and he's, I would say, 90% better now. He doesn't use any convention. So we, as a family, really just use homeopathy to treat ourselves now. Well, I can definitely give credit to uh, the treatment for um, hay fever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as I've gone, I'm still in that process and I'm so much better than what I was six weeks ago. Good. Um, I can be outdoors for too long. My eyes, puffy, nose, itchy throat. Yeah. Was actually taking the conventional medicine of your Puritans and things like that. Um, there's another one in that I used to get phenophexidine. Yeah. Yes, um, which actually was pretty good. Um, but I started the treatment as yeah. as as advised, and uh, one of the best things I've done. Good. I can like I can have I can be around flowers. I can be outside. Um, obviously, there's still the element of sometimes an itchy throat, but I would say I'm probably about ninety percent better. Too. That's brilliant. Yeah, and that's six weeks. This week will be week seven. Okay. Um, of the treatment so it'll be something that I hopefully will eradicate but I, I can stand by my experience of homea, hom homeopathy, homeopathy <laughs> uh, and say that I've had a really good experience of it. Of um, you, you mentioned before um, you had postnatal depression yes. how, how what did that look like for you what where you know what was you in a really bad place what what would what were the effects? Yes, uh, that was that was difficult so when my daughter was 10 weeks old I just started feeling anxious every time she cried. Um, I, I couldn't understand why she was crying. I had fed her, she had pooped, I'd cleaned her nappy. Um, I'd burped her and she had had her sleep. So why is she crying? And it sort of started in, in, in that way. And she suffered from colic as well. So that's, you know, from four to eight in the evening, she's constantly crying. Um, so and were so you I, kind of questioning like, Am I doing things right? Exactly. Uh, is this supposed to be for me? Exactly. You know, am, am, am I looking after her properly? What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Is um, it my fault? Yeah. You know, um, and it just manifested. It just, it's just like a rolling stone. It just carries on. And I'm very much a people person. So staying at home, looking after a baby the whole day, you know, not having um, any conversation with anyone because my husband's out he's you know left home at seven comes home at seven and he's tired when he comes home um so i found that really challenging um and i think as a, it just went on and on it just got worse and worse and 
one day I just decided I can't take any more of this and I went to the doctors and within 10 minutes prescribed me an antidepressant, a sleeping tablet and um, an anxiolytic, so for panic attacks. What did you think of that? Well, as a pharmacist, I was like, gosh, I'm going to be a zombie, but I'm desperate. You know, I'm going to take whatever I need to. Fortunately, my then really good friend, um, but now is my sister-in-law, I, I was talking to her and she's like, absolutely not, you're not. And she's a pharmacist as well. And she's like, you're not taking these drugs. I'm picking you up tonight. And I went to actually stay with her and her parents for two weeks with my daughter. And, um, and you know, they really looked after me. Yeah. And I think that that's when we realized that I, I just need to be around people. Um, Were you, was there any form of exercise at that point? No, no, yeah. So I think, but at 10 weeks, my yeah, body is yeah, a mess as course, it was, yeah. you know. I'm not sleeping, the baby's waking up every two hours. I just, I couldn't even think about that. That was yeah. not even on my radar yeah. um, exercise. Obviously, I don't mean like, you know, having to go 100 miles an hour of exercise, but a form. I just wonder if there would have been a correlation between the you lack know what? of sleep I, I absolutely and... think if, I'd, if I'd gone for a walk perhaps even half an hour a day yeah. on my own whilst the child was at home with, with the baby yeah. I'm sure it would have helped because um, it would have played a massive role in, in that um, and maybe it was. I find it quite interesting that with certain you go to doctors for certain things and the first thing they will do would be to prescribe medicine I've always found that fascinating mm. when actually I'm not saying the cure for everything is exercise obviously yeah um, but the rewards that you reap from exercise yeah. are endless you know well absolutely I mean when you exercise you re release endorphins of course yeah which are the happy hormones um, so yeah I think it could have helped it just it wasn't on my radar at all at that time I was so focused on the anxiety at that point that you know I couldn't think of anything else um, and then you know it's it's even when you go to sleep it's oh she's gonna wake up in two hours she's gonna need a feed and men will know, never understand also no, but Michelle was very good he, we, we'll he never have me. that we, we don't have that in our like we, we don't carry the child like men will, I guess like we can the hormones don't play a yeah, part yeah. say you see it's my hormones going back trying to go back to normal um, after the birth um, I mean even though he tried his best there's only so much he could do it's, yeah, yeah. it's me I yeah, had to my hormones had to settle yeah and they just weren't so eventually I just decided that I'll go back home to Kenya where my parents were I'd have a better support network um, and so you yeah, spent quite a lot of time both both my maternity leaves that's what I did that's what I needed to do to cope um, and it, well, it has obviously worked. Well, yeah, it worked. When I came back, we moved into a new house, so that was challenging um, after the second child. Um, but then, as I said, you know, the homeopathy sort of kicked in. I, I was using um, flower remedies at that time, um, which helped take the edge off, but not completely eradicate it. Um, but yeah, honestly, homeopathy has been a do, complete saviour. Does me. it require a lot of research? Do you do you still? Because I know we I went. I know we spoke a little while ago, and you were saying that you were researching. You were doing a lot of studying. Yes, as I'm studying currently, um, I finished my first year. I've got three more to go. Okay, yeah. so gone back to the education side of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I put the kids to bed and I hit the books. And and wish I was like, what are you doing? It's eleven o'clock. Let's go to bed. I'm like, yeah, yeah, 15 more minutes. But I'm just completely engrossed 
in, in, in what it can Is this for a degree? For Is this what, what's this for? Yeah, for a degree. For a degree. What's yeah. the title? What, in, in what? What's the title? It's a licensiate of homeopathy practitioner. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a four-year course. Yeah. Um, and then you'll have that title after four years. Yes, I'm what, the pharmacist. So, so obviously, with the like, you know, your family going through it, is that why you really wanted to pursue that kind of route? Yeah, you know, COVID gave me time a time to think. Um, you know, I was sat on the train going to work, and I said, you know what? I know anatomy and physiology. That's half of what I'm learning now, anyway. Yeah, I can do this. You know why why don't i for myself and my family not for anybody else really not as a career yeah um but just for us for our well-being and i came home and i'd done all my research twice hours at work uh i came home and and i said look this is what i want to do vishal because i was at a loss i was really at a loss i was in limbo um for quite some time not knowing what i want to do with my life once my children grow up it was always there at the back of my mind thinking, I, I'm gonna need to do something, I can't be But also mom. at the time, your purpose was for them, wasn't it? Like, yes, yeah. it was, it was. But you know, I couldn't be mum all my life. I had to do something for myself as well. And I think this all just tied in really well together. So it was really quick. Within two, two days, we decided I, I applied, had the interview with our uh, principal, got offered the place and um, and one year later, I'm, I'm done with the first year. So, wow. so you're learning from home? Uh, well, Ish. it's yeah. You can you go in once a month for a weekend. So, in kind of in some way, not the COVID time has really helped you kind of define the route that you wanted to take. Really. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm really grateful um, to have. Uh, found my purpose i suppose yeah now. i think a lot of people go through sorry a lot of people go through life without a purpose yeah um or find their purpose maybe a very 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 late stage of their life mm. and don't get to enjoy as much of it yeah um but it's good that that you found because a lot yes. i think a lot of mothers do not make i mean i don't know this is i'm just this is maybe a little bit of guesswork but i could imagine it being quite difficult having children and then your purpose becoming serving your children and, and that becomes your purpose. Yes, because working full time and raising a family, a young family, yeah. is actually quite challenging. Yeah. You have to have a support network of some kind to be able to do both well. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have that. So, yeah, so I decided to be a full time mom. And then, um, which, which did leave a void uh, for myself career wise or just, you know, keep, to keep my mind active. Um, but yes, COVID I, with all its problems really worked out really well for me because uh, I decide, you know, I appreciate what we have yeah, at the moment. Push you to do that. Yeah. 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 And, and you might not have done it. I, I don't think I would have done because life was at such a fast pace with both of them and Vishal's work um, that there was no space for me also to think about myself. Um, and because we all managed to slow down, just uh, be just the four of us. I could. I had time to think what I wanted to do with myself and... And where do you fit all this fitness in? Where do I, I fit it in three times a week. Um, you know, I will not look at the workout because if I do, I will psych myself You'll out and I will, not, I will not come for it. So I don't look at it, I just press the button to say I've booked the class and I turn up. Whatever it is, I turn up. Um, and for me, that's the best way to go about CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So some, there's a thing called what we call cherry picking. So people pick the things that they're good at and not do the things that they you know, don't like. Yeah. 
uh, or not so good at. We generally find that women will go more to the cardio-based stuff and, yeah. and men will go more to, to weightlifting stuff. But um, what, what would you say is your most, your favorite thing about training? Uh, not necessarily CrossFit, just in general, like the whole training element. So see, um, the gym really wasn't for me. I can't, I, I don't have the self-motivation to go and, and, and do, you know, 30 minutes on the treadmill or try out the weights. This is brilliant because you're a small class. Yeah. Um, it's like you're getting one-to-one -one personal training and you're very lucky here with your coaches. They are both absolutely brilliant um, and so motivational and they know um, where and how to pitch you. You know, they know when to push and when to say, actually, drop it down. Good. Um, they're brilliant. I couldn't rate them enough. Good. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I really enjoy. I come here, I meet so many people, different people. Um, and we have a bit of a giggle, especially now with um, COVID. It's so important to meet people outside yeah. of home because you're really engulfed in your home structure at the moment. So I find it hard. I find CrossFit incredibly hard, but I come out feeling really like I've achieved something. Good, that's good to hear. Um, Had you ever been a member of a gym before? No, never my thing. Never my thing. So in Canary Wharf, when we were living there, in our block of flats, we had the gym. But I, I tell you, I would have only gone there for the sauna and the steam room. <laughs> Never for anything else. It's A lot just of people not do my that. thing. Um, yeah, but this is much better. I, I, I look forward to coming here. Good. Yeah. Good. You said in the, in the brief that you, you and your husband like to travel. Yes. To travel. Yes. Um, you went South America. Yes. So um, whilst I was at uni, um, we did uh, Ecuador and Peru. Wow. For a good five weeks. The food must have been insane. <sighs> Honestly, everything was, in, it was just such an experience. The people were brilliant. We picked up Spanish so quickly really? whilst we were there. Um, and then Vishal went to New York to work and just before then we went to Costa Rica and Cuba which wow. was is this surreal. this without the kids this is before the children before, before the children before the children and um, Costa Rica by far is my favorite country at the moment still yeah. still is it how was, long were you there traveling for we were in Costa Rica for three weeks but Peru and Ecuador for five weeks Wow. yeah it was an experience and I think we caught the travel bug from there did you yeah. yeah and then um, with university I had an opportunity to um, study abroad for three months and I went to Spain okay was that before the travel in between in between in between so you can uh, speak a bit of Spanish I could I could speak oh, could, okay. it pretty well then this is a long time ago now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah so really loved it traveled most of Spain and then did a bit of Italy as well um, Love Italy. Yeah, and Always. then literally graduated, got engaged a year later, got married a year later, had my child, my first child, and life just hit me. Have you got? Have you guys got plans to maybe take the kids on part of that travel journey? So we've already. So we, when um, our son was, we go every year anyway to Kenya okay. uh, for most of the summer, so they're exposed there. Um, but when our son was two, we went to uh, Vietnam and Cambodia. Oh wow! And then we went to Thailand another time and then just recently we did South Africa as well wow yeah Cambodia and, that, and Thailand would have been very different experiences to Costa Rica or completely different completely different Comple yeah. the food different the culture is completely different um, the lifestyle is very different they have their own um, special qualities about those two continents really um, 
that I absolutely really adore. I could go back to both those places anytime in a heartbeat. What would you, does, as Vishal said that his favourite place is, is the same as yours? I think we had really lovely, we made really lovely memories there and I think it holds, yeah, it holds a special place in our heart. Why, why those countries? Why don't you choose those? Um, so he wanted to do Cuba. Um, Costa Rica and, and Cuba was our second sort of trip and, and Cuba was very much about the cars, he wanted to see the cigars um, and yeah, it's just a, it's a different country, isn't it? There's a lot, it's quite communist, it's um, a very different cultural lifestyle there, I think, than anywhere else in the world. And Costa Rica, because it's 70% forest, I mean, there's so much, I mean, the wildlife there is just incredible incredible like that country yeah that country has everything everything there and because we've done um ecuador and peru whilst we're students ecuador we really wanted to do the galapagos but it was so expensive so one day one day i think we want to go and take the children there yeah that'd be good experience i think so yeah very expensive though so yeah, have to save up for that um but yeah, incredible countries, really. South America, that's all, unfortunately, we got to do off South America. I'd love to do more. Um, but one day, with the children. Yeah, especially sure. as they're getting older and stuff. Yeah. They'll, they'll wanna, they'll they're, wanna go. they're so adventurous, actually. Yeah, they'll want to so. go and see different places in the world. I think yeah. it's quite important. Like, with, with England uh, running 100 miles an hour, I think it is very important to take that time, yeah. slow down and, and see the other parts of the world, because the world is a very, very big place. Well, I think the kids are very fortunate because we go every summer uh, to Kenya. Yeah. They get to live that chilled out yeah, lifestyle yeah, yeah. and just do be outdoors. Yeah. You know, seventy percent of their day. Yeah. So, um What's the um, What's the plan then for the next few months, the next three to six months, whether it be personal or fitness related? What What's the plans for you? Well, CrossFit wise, I'd really like to get back to my um, uh, what do you call them? Those pull ups. Uh, Kipping pull ups. Pull -ups? Yeah. I was just about getting there before yeah. the first lockdown and completely lost form now. And the double unders, I can do one or two, but I just can't do them. Um, so I think that's more gymnastic based. Okay, so keep and pull ups um, and double unders are on yeah, your list. That's yeah, that's my goal. Good. I'd be happy if I can get those. Uh, personally, I just think just my study, I want to continue with that because I'm really enjoying it um, and become a, a practitioner, I think, in the next three years. So. Yeah. What an achievement that will be. That will be. That will be something for me. A big party to celebrate. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Jaina, thank you. We've run out of time for today. You've been amazing. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you. you uh, and we'll see you guys next week.